With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Fox News' Rup Raj. On the March 16th edition of Let It Rip, we talked about District Detroit, the big project by the Illiches. Is it corporate welfare or is it a well-deserved boon for the city of Detroit? We take a look at both sides. And the boom or the bust for the bank. What's next when it comes to banks in America? We talked to presidential candidate Perry Johnson about that. And so it's time to let it rip. Tonight on Let It Rip, a bank collapse causes dismay for depositors. The president scrambling to reassure Americans. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. So is the president spending to blame, or is it more complicated than that? Republican presidential candidate Perry Johnson and civil rights activist and Democratic strategist Greg Bowens dive in. But first... More money headed toward District Detroit, but critics say developers don't deserve it because they didn't keep their promise. You said you were going to build affordable housing. You didn't do it. What makes us think they're going to do it this time? So better late than never or too little too late. The debate starts now. Time to let it rip. Pastor Maurice Hardwick, also known as Pastor Mo, is here, as well as the founder and director of Detroit is Different, Kari Frazier. We thank both the gentlemen for being here today. Two sides of the coin. Kari says, hey, nothing wrong with development, but on whose backs are we doing this development on? And Pastor Mo says, hey, man, this is good news for the city of Detroit with all the investment. So let's talk about it. 12,000 new construction jobs, $750 million over the course of 35 years uh, into the city of Detroit, back into the coffers helping people in the city of Detroit. Kari, you say that's this is a, there's more than meets the eye when it comes to this project. What, why are you opposed? I mean, to use tax incentives, tax abatements, even tax captures that we're finding out more for a project like this, it's just not going to be profitable. Like uh, when we look at really the foundation of Detroit, it's, it's the $5 work day. And Henry Ford book, My Life, My Work, he doesn't say that, hey, the key to my success was a tax abatement. The key to the success was creativity, innovation, and betting on himself. I believe if this is a good investment, the investors need to bet on themselves and not the city of Detroit, which has been betting on projects across the board for so long. We have casinos that are getting tax abatements. That's ridiculous. Corporate welfare is what many people are calling it. Perhaps Kari would call it that. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but Pastor Mo, when you look at this, there are some people who say, wait a minute here. Uh, the city has yet to reimburse Detroiters $600 million for being overtaxed, and here we are putting money into this project instead. Should we be addressing that problem first? Well, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I call it go time. It's time to go, it's time to build. You look at Chicago, Detroit has been doing a lot of work downtown, but it's in the infancy stages of what uh, it needs to be in terms of our skyline. And it's time to build. It's not tax, uh, tax abatement is not tax avoidance. It is, it is, it is a synergy of just what it is. And when you look at the history of that, it was the mayor that we loved the most, the man with the plan, Mayor Coleman Young, who brought that plan into Detroit with the hopes to make sure that we build Detroit and to bring revenue that would, uh, that, that, that would also would, uh, be in development to the inner city. It, it, is, it was an exchange. And Mayor Duggan is, is, is wisely taking that same uh, approach to get the, stat, uh, the state money to build in Detroit and to build Detroit up. 
in every single way possible. I love this program. All right, but when you take a look at this program, we're talking about some people are very worried about the future, including uh, what happens uh, when the property value around that area starts rising because you start building these apartments, these restaurants, these sky, sky risers. Uh, and then at the end, Kari, people are afraid they're gonna be pushed out of the neighborhood. You think that's a real concern? Most definitely, even when we look at what's happening now, we have two tax rates and two realities that have been going on for forever. The statutory tax rate is very high in Detroit, like, 0.861 mil, and then when we look at the effective tax rate of Midtown and Downtown, they're paying one quarter or one half of that at best. So we've done this, and it has not changed anything. If you really want to do business, bet on yourself. Go into your own bank account and then spend that money because this is just going to be ridiculous. More burdens. I'm a person that owns property and I pay taxes. I do fairly. I'm doing business on my own back and my own money. So I feel like every other family across the board should be doing that the same way. We talked to the folks at Olympia. They say they had hundreds of community meetings with people who live in that area, people who live in the city of Detroit. And at the end, they had a neighborhood council who voted eight to one yes to the benefit plan. How do you argue with the people who live around that area who voted and are members of the community? I mean, look, we can look at all of this, and I look at it like it's rhetoric, it's propaganda. I mean, I can do a survey and I can pick some people to be in the room, because the people really in the room are the people that are legacy Detroiters that have been here for forever and have not received the benefits of projects like this coming and imposing. What, you know, some people say is corporate welfare, this is corporate colonization. It's well, industrial gentrification. Well, Curry, well, Curry, I think that, you know, $350 million is not nothing to sneeze at. I believe that's betting on yourself. I also believe with the things that's uh, wrapped around the initial investment, I would call it betting on Detroit. That's what they're doing. They're betting on Detroit. And you got to really look at the whole plan, look at the whole thing. You got to look at Detroit. See, as an activist slash pastor who's out in the streets, for real in these streets, working step by step with the police, and I see the heinous crime. I see the hopelessness of our young people. I see the way Detroit mothers in, uh, is in fear because they, they're sitting around with nothing to do, and they're not skilled trade. Uh, Olympia, District of Detroit, is now investing. They have already invested over, uh, uh, I think, was it, uh, 1,000 construction jobs, uh, 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 and uh, apprenticeship, 20,000 well, people? 12,000 12, construction jobs, mm -hmm. right? No, no. So that's uh, a lot. Yeah, right? yeah. But it was also had been has also had been a previous, a previous investment for apprenticeship yep. of, a, of a, over a thousand people that uh, is apprenticeship. But and Pastor Mo, how does that help when you build all this stuff up? You're talking about the apprentice jobs, and I yes. understand what you're saying. Yeah. But when you build up around the area where Little Caesars Arena is, how are you helping those moms and dads in the neighborhoods that don't feel like they're getting the effects of the corporate benefits that Little Caesars is putting down? And that's why I'm here because what we're going to do this time, we're going to make sure that as any uh, first of all, the prices are going to be affordable, affordable income there. It's going to be uh, the job market. And we've got to look at, we've got, we got to quit crying about welfare and quit crying about, ooh, scary taxes and, and, and inflation. Everything's going to always go up. But with that going up, the pay rate's going to go up. And the job placement's going to go up. We're going to get them those jobs that have the great taxable income that can afford those places. Kari, 12,000 new construction jobs. And then after that, thousands of jobs that then sustain that area after that. Is that good enough? 
No, I'll tell you what should happen. We should take this same money and move forward what California's doing. This should be in reparations because the greatest crime America has ever done is to my people, black people. All of these people, when we think about these situations, go on the backs and you can tie back to what happened from Freedmen's Acts and so much more. This should be a fund for reparations. California's doing it. Other cities are moving forward. And we actually have a task force led by the great Joanne Watson, been a member of Encrober. This is the place of reparations right. Instead of giving money to white billionaires, give it to us because we're owed that and it's only right. Repair that. And all of those people, we'll make our own businesses, make our own developments. We will move how we need to move instead of waiting for a handout that is given to a billionaire that's been given handouts. Pastor Moses, $600 million right now that's owed to the residents to be reimbursed for being overtaxed. People are saying, wait a minute, you're doing $800 million in publicly funded subsidies. Why not give the $600 million to the Detroiters who are owed that money anyways? Well, see, that's, 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 I'm not here for that because I, I had nothing to do with that. I don't even know a whole lot about that. It's people that say, it's on both ends of that says, oh, some people say it's, it's, it's other things. I'm focusing on right now, see, I'm not crying over spilled milk. I, I want to know what's, what's going to be on the table for now, for Detroiters now. And there's too many people in the, in the parking lot pumping their fists and walking away with nothing. Our kids have nothing. So they come from hopelessness. They come from, they, that starts with, with uh, street, running the streets, gunplay, murder rate. And if it ain't safe in Detroit, it's not, no business can get done when it's safe. That's why Mayor Duggan has got the great plan of shot spotter and shot stoppers. We're going to take that program of shot stoppers and go out and get those same kids and turn them shooters and to now apprenticeship or uh, skilled tradesmen and build this city up the right way. I do have to ask you, Curry, when I said the Neighborhood Council voted 8 to 1 yes on this benefit package, the benefit package says, hey, not only are we going to build these buildings as, as, as the Illich family is going to do, they say on top of that we're going to be pumping millions of dollars back into the city, including $1 million right for Cast Tech in their football field. You talk to a young man uh, on the Cast Tech football team, <laughs> you find out a million bucks is coming mm. from any corporation. Is that corporate welfare or is that doing the fair thing it and giving certainly the is. It certainly is. The Illich family has been here for generations, definitely my whole lifetime, and really in the past couple of years, the Illich family, Little Caesar has grown to the biggest pizza company in the world. Mr. Ross is number 52 on the Forbes list. If you really want to conduct business, spend your own money. I mean, even our former president that doesn't like paying personal taxes definitely pays his property taxes on all those golf courses well, where he well, makes most his money. Pastor so Bell, let me well, finish let me, this. Oh, no, oh, wait. Oh. Right now, as the land sits right now, it makes $275,000 a year on they land. Five, five, five places. With this deal, you're going to have over $21 million a year, over $700 million uh, in, in time with, with the deal. With wraparound uh, services Pass that's going to go build schools, going to bring education, going to bring jobs, going to bring Pass fair housing, all. it's going to bring libraries. Okay, what, so it's going to benefit the community. I want to go. I want to go. Pastor, one moment. Carrie, go ahead. Little Caesars Arena, they went on and said, okay, we'll just go on and pay the fine instead of finding the workers because they said they couldn't find the work. Because we've given them the Did you go out there and find anybody find jobs? Did you go out there and Did your organization go out there and help find young people get in apprenticeship? If they did it before, they'll do it again. And we would be fools to believe that it would be different. I'm making a statement right now on this TV. I'm making a promise that I would be deeply involved with going out finding young Detroiters to get in this program apprenticeship to get these jobs. And Kari, haven't the trades in the last 
eight yeah. years. I mean, this was 10, 10, 11 years ago when they said we're going to find a certain number of people who are Detroiters to do the work. They they paid the fine for not doing that, and they're saying that's Wait, not going to happen. Wait, time out. You just can't skip over that. But Kari, let me ask they, you a question. They did it once. They should but they Kari, make it like it'll do it again. In the last it's six or seven experience. years, the, the new the new Gordie Howe International Bridge and many other projects, because of the <laughs> trades, the carpenters' unions who were working with Detroiters to bring Detroit talent to those projects. Why do you doubt that that's going to happen here? Like I said, we need to infuse that work where the profitable people want to do business. And it, a lot of stuff is slanted. If you always need a handout to get going, corporate welfare, as people label, it's not real business. Let's get real business going. Pastor Mill, I do have to ask you this. Ten years ago, Olympia said, we're going to build affordable housing right mm -hmm. there. People waited one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, eight, nine, ten years, mm -hmm. and nothing. To Kari's point, why should Detroiters who are watching suddenly trust this business? Well, because we got sign agreements. It's not just something they saying. City Council is over there putting them they through the ringer. They signed agreements before? Uh, I don't know. I'm at the meeting. I'm at City Council. I was at the community uh, 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 neighborhoods agreement. they putting them through the ringer. They, they, want, they want things signed. I mean, I'm going to say this to Matthew this, Corey, because you're an intelligent mm -hmm. black man who I love, right? Mm -hmm. would, you, would, would you agree? To partner up hand in hand with me to go out and just get our young nieces and nephews to get these jobs and come out of the streets. That's something we can do. Would you really me do that? Would you partner with me to get reparations for our people absolutely. across the board? And then we can have our own businesses absolutely. and we will pay them well, fairly about, as we do, always do have. You care about our young black African American yes. Detroiters. So let's, let's, work, let's work on that, but that's more important. Than reparations. But Kari, reparations. So reparations, reparations on one end, but you're talking about 12,000 new construction jobs. If you, if you know for a fact that the majority of those are going to be Detroiters. Would you be on board and happy with the fact that young Detroiters are getting that work? Look, the only reason why I push back on that is because the Illiches and Ross, I mean, these people are already in development. They already have enough projects. They can show good faith now by hiring those 12,000 people today. But the reason they're not is because they're using that as the incentive and the cloak behind. You know, it's a sleight of hand trick that we have to incentivize these billionaires to do business. They're already doing business with builders, construction people marketing people, all the people that they and say they're going to hire to this don't project. Cut your nose right your face. Now. Don't cut but, your nose spite your face. you got to be careful about trying to push people into this. And this. They have a right. This is America. They have a right to build and to do uh, business. I agree with their I, own I, money, not with right. my tax dollars. But Kari, some, there are other money. projects out there that are publicly funded with subsidies. Free enterprise, And Kari. we know that there's a lot of electric car companies are building. We know that there's GM plants, there are Ford plants. Many of them have subsidies. Why is this so different for you? Oh, it's completely different because we look at the position of Detroit. We even look at the infrastructure. I mean, the sewer lines, the waterways, it's so many other things that could be better well spent. And I really say we really need to support the reparations task force. That's where the money needs to go. And then when you sew that up, we'll make so many great businesses. Will you make sure that this company is held accountable for the projects that they're dedicating in this is past? Look, it's me and it's so many others. We think about the Detroit People's Platform. We think about Riverwise, the Bog Center. We think about Yousef Shakur, the Mama Akua House. We think about everything Kwasi Akwamu, Tawana Honeycomb Petty. It's so many activists, boots on the ground, that are not falling. Pastor Mo, the you know, about 15 and, seconds and those same people have worked step and step with us on the streets. And I'm going to say this, what Mayor Doug in the city is doing right now is, is, is great. People got to stop being so mad about him being a white man. We're about 
about who the right man. Let's get business done. He's ready to work. Pastor Miller, it's good to see you. Kari, I appreciate your time. Thank you for having this discussion Thank with you. us. You reflect a lot of what people are feeling on the other side of that camera. It was helpful to have you both on. Stella had two banks collapse, prompting investor anxiety. Should the finger be pointed at President Biden, or is there more to the story? Some blaming what former President Trump did. The debate rolls on next. Back now, let a rip Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank both collapsed and the takeover by regulators caused huge anxiety on Wall Street. So who's to blame and how do we move forward and should we be worried? Republican presidential candidate Perry Johnson and Democratic political strategist and public relations guru Greg Bowens both here now with a look at what they think. We're going to begin, though, with a topic that I think everybody's talking about in this state, the right to work that was repealed by the Democrats just now in the legislature. Uh, you're happy about it. Perry Johnson, I want to talk to you about it as well. Well, and I'm going to begin, Greg, with you. The Republicans out there who instituted right to work back in 2012 said, hey, this is going to help make business more competitive in the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. And they say because of it in the last 10 years, they were be able to incentivize and bring more businesses in. You disagree with that? Of course, it's like, it, that's baloney. We've, everybody's looked at the studies. There's been no new businesses that have come here and said because, hey, Michigan doesn't have right to work. What they do look for is an educated workforce. What they do look for is the opportunity to invest in lower taxes and stuff like that. The ability to unionize or not unionize has not been like, the straw that broke the camel's back or the deciding factor in all of this. And the other thing is, is that Democrats looked at this as not just a repeal of right to work, but as an opportunity to expand worker protections, which is a big deal. Uh, last time we were on here, we talked about this, oh, yeah. and we talked about the changing economy and a changing workplace and the rules that change along with it. Many people are sitting at home right now and they're at work because they work remotely, you know? And so we need to have modern day rules that address this, and I think that this bill starts in that area to address a changing workplace and getting rid of the uh, the, the, the the right to not well, work. Well, the, the right, the right, right to paid. work, the right to work, according to many Democrats out there, Perry, it harmed workers' wages and it took away their rights. What do you think? Well, in fact, we had this interesting discussion. He says he doesn't believe in freedom. I believe in freedom. And I think that in the event... Well, I didn't say that. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, they, were, they were having a discussion like a during the break. You know. But Perry, what do you think? Did did right to work? Fox two. Did, did right to work? <laughs> did right to work harm workers' wages and take away their rights? The reality is that I think people should have a right to decide whether or not the union is a benefit to them, and not coerced and said, "Okay, the union doesn't do anything for me, but they're going to charge me anyway." I. I obviously think unions play a tremendously vital role, and I do think unions have done a lot of good. I'm just saying that I believe in freedom, and I do think that people should have a right to choose whether or not they want to belong to the union. And wait, the unions have plenty of time and opportunity to sell them on why they should belong. They have plenty of time. But they, so, they, they, say, they would say that they've proven that over the years, but wouldn't repealing right to work boost wages by forcing non-union bosses to actually compete with union wages? How, how is that? I, I don't see how in any way it's going to boost wages per se. They already are negotiating as it is and they can do what they want. Why, coercing someone to be in a union? Does that even seem yeah, right? Do you think, think, think this is unfair, forcing, yeah. telling someone you have to be part of a union? Yeah, I, you think, think, that's I, think I mean, I think it's unfair telling me that I gotta buy auto insurance. I think it's unfair telling me that I gotta have healthcare insurance. I think it's unfair. I can go down a whole list of things that we are compelled to buy by the government 
forced to buy by the government to be a part of. And it's un what's unfair is making people pay to be, rep I mean, making everybody else pay for somebody to be represented who doesn't want to be represented. They just want to get the cheap Does way out. Does this make Michigan less attractive to businesses no, who are thinking about coming it, it here? it makes it better attractive because what it means is, is that we all understand where we stand when it comes to our working conditions. You get to negotiate, it's not willy-nilly. We say, hey, show up at this time, do this kind of work with these kind of safety protocols, and we're all good. Perry, is this Nobody a deterrent to business? I'm gonna ask you. Do you want to come to a state where they say they're coercing you to join a union? We're not going to let you make a choice. You have to do it. Now, the reason that we have insurance and we have to do that is because you have a, you're going to damage someone. You're going to hit them, maybe kill them. We want to have a position where if you do something like that, they indeed are going to get an ability to pay for whatever damages occur. No, we, 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 we have we, we have we settle that stuff in small claims court and all that stuff before they they let legislated that it was insurance. You speak like a true billionaire. Let's create a captured market where the money's gonna come in. That's what insurance does. <laughs> but when it comes to when it comes to right to work, let's look at what happened. When when Snyder said, oh I really don't want to do this, and they repealed it, right? They, I mean, they, 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 they uh, made right to work. Right. There were thousands, tens of thousands of people at the Capitol protesting it. You know what happened when we repealed this ridiculous right to work law? Nobody showed up. Well, it was crickets, Perry. Crickets, crickets, there's, crickets. There's a video from 2012. <laughs> I was there as well covering that. Was it there, was a big yeah. deal as well. All right, so let's talk about the other big deal right now that affects everybody. And I'm going to talk about the bank crisis here. Oh, yeah. Silicon Valley Bank uh, and Signature Bank both deal with this huge crisis, and in the midst of it, a lot of people at home are, first of all, saying, are we safe? What's next? Do you think that we're actually, do, are, are, is, are, is our cash safe right now in the bank that we currently have in it? Well, obviously, we put ourselves in a precarious position because we spent so much money. We spent all this money, put all this money into the economy, and caused prices to go up. I don't think anybody's going to deny that we have inflation. If I go and spend $4.50 to $5 for a dozen eggs, I think that's But inflation. Perry Johnson didn't, in 2008, 2009, then President Obama saw the bank collapse and said, we have to have regulations in place to make sure this doesn't happen again. And of course, then was instituted the Dodd-Frank uh, piece in there. And then in 2018, President Trump comes along and repeals it. And a lot of people are saying, this is squarely on his shoulders that he repealed this piece that should have protected us from dealing well, with the situation if, in the first if place. If they kept the same thing in, it wouldn't have changed things because they were looking at capital that they had. They had plenty of capital. That isn't what happened. They had plenty of capital. And it's just capital requirements. The thing that happened with Silicon Valley is they are like the evil canal, evil Knievel of banking. You have a situation where when you raise the interest rate on something, you, it causes huge damage to bonds. They invested in bonds, and the bonds that they invested in lost their value. So that when people wanted to pull it out, they then had to convert things that were now worth much less. See what happened in our actual bond. The two-year bond was over 5% just a few, like a week and a half ago. Now, the two-year bond is now literally lost, it's now lost roughly 22% of its value. That means that that value of that bond, if they have to convert it, is a killer 
Record inflation, the reason for trouble, letting many people say is record high inflation, massive inflation, then the Fed ends up raising the interest rate, and because of that, at the end, you have the slashing the values of investments and bonds, and next time that happens, Greg, a lot of people are saying, stop spending. What is up with this checkbook that the president has in his hands? spending more than five six billion dollars yeah, is that the reason is that the reason you, you, greg for this i know you know what all for, right, for part of the reason for this right yeah you know what Ruth? you know a lot of people most of the viewers out here that are watching us right now and are fans of yours and fans of let it rip they don't have two hundred fifty one thousand dollars where they have to worry about that one dollar not being insured by the fdic at chase bank most people don't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars in there what my good friend here, Perry, is talking about, and what he's leaving out is, is that SVB, you're right, they were Eve Knievel, but they invested most of the money that they, that new money that they got in, in Silicon Valley and long-term stocks. And that's where they took the bath. You know, it's, you know this as well as anybody else. Our banking system, and our economic system is based right. on confidence. And we have the confidence. I want you to you finish your point at final thoughts. Keep that thought in your head. When we return, we're gonna take a look at some final thoughts. Stay with us. What does right to work mean? Right to work? I don't really. Do you have a union here? No. New law would say if you work at a union shop, you have to pay union dues. Is that fair? If the union is assisting you, absolutely. To protect you. I don't really prefer unions. I like to work. I like to go to work and let work speak for itself. Suppose the union works for you and you don't pay the dues. Is that fair? Nah. Nah. It's not fair. You gotta pay to play. You gotta pay to play. What's the most important thing about a union? Um, I think protection. Um, somebody to have your back, um, somebody to that kind of knows the ins and outs. You know what, you, what you're working for. If they want to take their money, they're going to take it. It's a tough question, isn't it? It's is a very tough question. Yeah, it's a tough question. Yeah. That's what people think about right to work, but then you want to talk about the banks. We've got about 10 seconds apiece. Perry, go ahead. I think we need to stop inflation. To do that, we need to stop the spending. Two cents to save America. That's my book. And I want to run for president because I want to stop all this nonsense. He's already made the first step by stopping by Iowa. We'll see what happens. Uh, and thank you for joining us today. Perry, uh, well, You know, we enjoy robust debates and selecting our leaders. You know, good luck to you, my friend. The Republicans <laughs> are going to be able to help you. <laughs> Greg Bowen, Perry Johnson, good to see both of you. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Let It Rip. Thank you. Let It Rip discussion continues online. Sound off on Facebook, Twitter, or Fox2Detroit.com.